Every day is upside down day in Sochi land. Hi and welcome to the Sochi land show where everybody's upside down. And today I'm sitting next to a legend, Yuval Ayalon. Yeah. I'm just gonna jump right in because this is actually something somebody asked on uh, Instagram. Mm -hmm. If you are aware, what a huge influence you have on some of the big names in the hand balance community. Um, yeah, I'm, I've been around for quite a while. You have? Um, How long has it been? Like 15 years? I've, I've been doing hand balancing for, for 15 years. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I started sharing uh, stuff online um, about the time I arrived to Vegas, so about 2006, two, about 2006. Um, where there wasn't too much uh, information on the handstand at the time. Yeah. And then it kind of, uh, you know, exploded from there. What made you um, share your handstand stuff on the internet? Because if nobody does it, how do you get the idea? To no, I mean, I, you know, I, I was also, when I was, uh, started my, my path as a hand balancer, I, I was also looking, for, I was searching for information. Hmm. And... Um, and, and then at some point, you know, I was I was uh, I was performing in Vegas as a circus artist, as a general acrobat. Uh, but handstand was always my my main discipline. But what I was doing between shows uh, and before and after, and um, so it kind of developed organically. People were you know searching for information. I was sharing it, and you know it, it happened mm -hmm. from there. How did you get into hand balance? Because you were a gymnast first, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I, I retired from, uh, from gymnastics in 1998. Wow. Um, <laughs> after a long career, I finished uh, in the US. I was a collegiate athlete. Mm -hmm. And uh, for a few years, I kind of I was a little lost and I was looking for what I want to do when I grow up. Uh, and I didn't necessarily, I never thought I would, I would stay in, uh, in sports or movement or, you know, in, in a kind of a physical career. Um, and I tried to, you know, I worked in an office and I tried some corporate oh, wow, stuff yeah. and, uh, it didn't work out. And, uh, and then I, it led me back into, um, uh, into circus, into gymnastics. And I was, uh, I started teaching uh, acrobatics to non-athletes in Israel, mm -hmm. uh, kind of early 2000, mm -hmm. 2000s. And uh, this sparked my, my re-sparked my interest in handstand because that's the first thing that uh, uh, circus artists and acrobats usually learn is the handstand mm -hmm. in addition to, to the, you know, airborne acrobatics. And, um, and then I start researching it on my own um with a very uh few youtube videos that were uh available at the time and um and and then i you know i started coaching myself kind of the trial and error and uh um and i kind of figure out how to do a one-arm handstand without a great technique but uh, i was able to to hold it um and uh, and then <clears throat> at, at that point, I started researching, trying to find a place I could learn more 
mm -hmm. proper proper technique. Yeah. How far was that into your own practice? How long had you been practicing for by that time? The, the handstand, mm -hmm. not not very long. So it was it's very, um, you know, there are a few circus artists that I, um, I think I think one of, of the first uh, circus artists that caught my attention was uh, um, Samuel Tetro from Seven Fingers in Montreal. Oh, okay, and. Um, when I read his, uh, so I, you know, the combination of very high level skill as well as artistically, I really liked the way he presented hand balancing. And uh, reading his, um, his bio, I, I read that he studied with Claude Victoria, the guy called Claude Victoria. He, I remember reading in his bio, like the legendary hands and master Claude Victoria. I said, who is this Claude Victoria? Mm -hmm. So I, um, so I reached out to Claude Victoria to to see if I can uh, uh, study with him. So I wrote him a letter, sent him a few pictures of mm -hmm. me doing handstand, one on handstand, uh, that I figure out by myself. And then he invited me to do a stage with him. And then it was uh, 2004. So uh, and so during that time, I was involved in different things. I was you know practicing handstand. I was performing, doing some street performance and mm. experimenting with different, uh, in the local circus in Israel. And, uh, and then I also heard about this company called Cirque du Soleil and I was like, ah, maybe I'm not too old to, to do that because mm -hmm. I didn't have any circus training at the time. I didn't, uh, you know, I was already 30 or 32. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but, but I did have a, a set of skills that I carried from my gymnastics career that I could use. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, the path of a generalist in Cirque du Soleil was, was an option. So I started preparing for auditions for Cirque du Soleil. So I studied some dance and some theater and uh, continued to develop my handstand and get back into shape as far as the gymnastics is concerned. Um, so uh, about, about a, a month and a half after my first workshop with Claude, I had an audition for uh, the uh, show called Le Rêve in, in, uh, in Las Vegas. And, um, and then I passed the audition and I well, found myself in Vegas. How was that for you? Because um, this is an age where you might have the thought that you're too old or did you ever I had have to ignore doubt? it. I had to ignore, I had to ignore the doubts. Oh, so you had doubts, but you just... Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't, you know, it, it wasn't the... It didn't make sense if I, you know, if you, the average person in this age, it, it's, you're taking a risk because you have no guarantees, mm -hmm. whether it's career, whether the body will take it or not. So what made you go over that common sense? I... I uh, really, curiosity and... Uh, yeah. The, the ability also at that time was to express myself and make a living out of it as well was yeah. something that uh, led me to that direction um, and also enabled me to, looking back also, but it enabled me to continue my, my, my daily practice in Hansen for, for eight years yeah. well, without, without worrying about, you know, what I'm going to do with it. Yeah. So that's the dream. Yeah. So 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 the the um, 
my experience in, in Vegas in the big show was uh, was a combination of first of all getting my first uh, stage experience in my life and I, I was never one of those uh, outgoing stage kids who did all the shows in school I you know I was a I was I was shy you know I'm still shy what did that you do? what did you do to get into that did you take dance classes yeah yeah I took dance classes I took which I was always uh, not a great dancer even after I joined the show but uh, uh, I had to yeah, it was a weak link in, in my uh, in, in me wanting to go into this world to be on stage to because it requires to be able to carry a tune to count to mm. you know to dance on stage um, so this and theater and some street performance and character work and stuff mm -hmm. like that that I experimented I learned by, by doing mm. um, and so then street performance did you a little bit organize you know. it on your own or did you know I joined some groups in Israel and, and did, you know mm -hmm. I had some juggling and some you know I was able to ride a unicycle and jump on a trampoline and you know dress up like a monkey and do some flips on the trampoline <laughs> so I you know I was able to do stuff like that and um, and it gave me some you know some hunger for more as yeah. well so so the, actually before I passed the audition for La Red, the year before I went to audition for Cirque du Soleil mm -hmm. which which I did uh, well physically uh, and acrobatically but um, I, I didn't pass the, I, or I didn't do well in the dance part which was really uh, noticeable for me you know, I just, you know, I had to learn a sequence and I was just, ah, in front of a camera, I could not do it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so after that audition, that also, I had to continue developing mm -hmm. uh, my, my movement skills, my dance skills. Um, and uh, when I arrived to the audition the next year to the Rev, I, I was better prepared um, for, for that, in mm -hmm. that sense. And uh, as well as, you know, um, and then my hands, and at that point already, I, I knew hand balancing is going to be always going to be um, a focus of mm. my practice. I want to ask you about Claude Victoria uh -huh. because he just recently passed away. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's just something that is interesting everybody right now. Yeah. Uh, he was such an, a strong influencer in the whole hand balance world and uh, I was wondering what your experience was like to work with him hmm. what uh, you've learned from him yeah I, you know he you know he didn't teach me handstand I, I already had a mm -hmm. solid handstand when I met him but he um, I made a transition with him uh, from uh, a gymnast to a hand balancer hmm. so that's like the biggest you know, influence he had on me. Can you explain the difference? Yeah. Um, hand, hand balancing. Uh, first of all, like the first thing he told me, the first time I did a handstand in front of him was to take out my head a little more. So oh. look at my hands. And in, in gymnastics, often the, the, you're looking at your at your hands that you know through the eyebrows yeah. kind of and then in hand balancing you see more ah, interesting. further out so that, that was a little cue that was like really because it, it changed the way i uh, my habits for many years yeah. uh so that was 
one thing and and um, and to work less with strength more technique uh, with finding an effortless uh, handstand as opposed to using the strength to do it so that was like a, a kind of like a, a new thing for me and in addition he just gave me very like cues that um, since you know one arm handstand it doesn't really exist in gymnastics mm-hmm. so uh, no one I never I was never taught by a hand balancer how to do it because I, I learned it by on my own. Uh, so he so he gave me a very clear um, uh, direction of how to approach hand balancing. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I you know I studied with him for a week and then I went back and continued most of my practice on my own. Mm-hmm. Because after my first uh, uh, week with him, I I joined the circus in Vegas, yeah. and then over there I was mostly, you know, practicing, uh, practicing on my own. Mm-hmm. Although I had other influences there, you know, uh, mm-hmm. at the show, but um, but with with Claude, I, it wasn't uh, every few years I I tried to to go and see him mm-hmm. and get some more, you know. Would you say your teaching is strongly influenced by him? It's influenced, yeah, for sure, for sure. But uh, you know, I've, I've, I've been influenced also by other practitioners mm-hmm. and and uh, teachers and hand balancers that I uh, cross paths with through, through the years. Yeah. Um, so so it's all, but but uh, his approach is very has a very big influence on the way I I look I, at hand balancing. What does your practice look like at the moment? Um, <clears throat> no, I start usually, uh, you know, just a lot of spine work, getting get getting get going, some mm. wrist preparation, making sure that the wrists are in good, uh, uh, ready to go. You know, by the first time I go on my hands, and then I do a bunch of uh, two arm sets, about ten sets more or less, and includes all different positions, uh, transition sets, um, some press work, some side bends, and then I go for my one-arm sets. It's kind of like a similar, on a, you know, and, and the, the drills and sets that I do also evolve with time, mm-hmm. but, but it's on a day-to-day basis, I kind of have a very similar structure. Um, I also use my resting periods usually to uh, to work on different elements that are relevant for hand balancing, whether it's flexibility or strength work, or, mm-hmm. you know. And you just told me earlier about uh, head balancing, mm-hmm. which also takes a big role in your training. Yeah, it's it's a relatively new thing uh, if I look at my hand balancing career, but in the last four years, it's been a big part of my, my practice. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of got uh, completely drawn into it, and now I can't imagine not doing it. But Does it have any carryover to hand balancing, or is uh, it like- I, I believe so. Yeah. But you, you know, you can, you can definitely do well without it. You know, I, I did okay without it for many years. Um, <clears throat> although, although uh, Claude introduced it to me, introduced it to me the first time I met him. Mm-hmm. I just made a choice not to do it because I didn't want to risk uh, risk it. Injuries in the yeah. neck region. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So what made you eventually do it? I don't know, curiosity again. And yeah. then from the moment I, you know, I, I, I went for it, um, I, I can say personally that I haven't had any, any issues with my neck, which was very interesting for me to, mm -hmm. to, to see. And, um, and I, I think it can all, in, in a way, it could do well, uh, it's, it could do well for your neck mm -hmm. in a degree. I actually want to get into something you said earlier about um, you or Claude teaching you about ease in handstands and mm -hmm. finding a comfortable position. I remember the workshop I attended of you last year. You kind of taught us the same idea to find a relaxed position. And it actually made me move away from this perfect Instagram line, mm -hmm. you know, this, this really straight handstand. Um, I have to say, though, you never, I mean, maybe because I don't speak French so well, but he never said that. Oh, he, okay. never, he, nev he never expressed these uh, ideas in, in words. It was just the, the, the approach towards uh, the skills and the focus on technique and before strength that, that led me to uh, also to, to teach that way. Uh-huh. Does it make sense? Can you explain it a little more thoroughly? So, you know, he's, Claude would not have said, okay, you need to uh, relax and do effortless handstand. Okay. That was the result of, of the approach. Of what he was, uh, of the uh, drills he was giving you, yeah, the exercises. Yeah. Basically, and, and the focus, okay. the constant focus on, on correct execution and correct technique by him cueing it uh, correctly. Okay. And and um, and repeating if you if you repeat you know the um, the base of handstand practices at least is repetition, mm -hmm. but you need to repeat it correctly. If you repeat something hundred time, hundreds of hundreds of times, a thousand times, you want to do it correctly. So mm -hmm. always the focus should do it uh, the best technique possible. And he would if he's there, then he can actually correct you and 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 towards the, the right direction. Mm -hmm. Until you and and then and any if you look at any high level hand balancer, uh, what usually is noticeable is the effortlessness that mm -hmm. they're doing it. It's just ah, it's it's you're hanging there in one of that, that that's like for when I was looking at, you know, uh, I I landed in Vegas in 2005 already after Claude, and I was yeah, I'm a hand balancer, and then I see Andre training on the mm. training room on the side there. It's like oh okay. And, and the, it's the first time I ever saw uh, a hand balancer on this level, mm -hmm. a master, someone who mastered the skill and, and uh, with complete effort and control. And it's very noticeable. Yeah. But yeah. Andre Moraro is even, I think, in my opinion, more exceptional or like very, he has his own level. <laughs> yeah, but but if if you go, I don't know. For me, if you go, to, if you see high level hand balancers, usually, especially when they practice, mm -hmm. um, you you see a certain level of ease mm -hmm. of what they're doing, the breathing constantly, and and just the fact, you know, like uh, and going back to the difference between hand balancing and gymnastics. Um, in gymnastics, you you don't stay in handstand. You want to be there for a second. Mm -hmm. Or not even stop in handstand. Where in hand balancing, you want to be able to be there for minutes. Mm -hmm. Does that so, change so you, the position? So, you, so you have to you, you have to use less. 
Less effort. Less mm-hmm. effort and breathe and, and relax in, in the position and be very efficient. Where, where in gymnastics, you can get away with, with using more strength because you don't need to, to stay there for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, and in a way, you also need to um, protect your body from all these uh, advanced acrobatic moves that requires you know, yeah. a certain engagement and, and, and protection for your body. There was actually a question uh, from somebody who was asking what your opinion is about having to be able to do long holds mm-hmm. in a two-arm handstand before being able to approach a one-arm handstand, or also what your opinion is on doing long one-arm handstand holds on fingertips in order to eventually get to the skill. Um, yeah. Obviously, I, I believe I believe. It, it, and when you start, there's no point of uh, working on one arm handstand before you have a solid uh, two arm handstand. What's a solid two arm handstand? The ability to to hold it as long as you wish to hold it. So mm-hmm. if you can if you can hold a handstand for 30 seconds, decide to hold for 30 seconds. The the process with good technique and all that. The process of getting a minute or a minute and a half is just a matter of practicing endurance, mm-hmm. but but the hard part is learning how to balance on your hand. Um, so it's more about the requirement is being able to be completely comfortable on two-arm handstand when you shift the weight to one arm. Because mm-hmm. if you and if you if the technique is not good, yeah. then it's going to become exponentially harder and, and a very frustrating process. So, so it's more about investing the time and solidifying the two-arm handstand so you just mm-hmm. feel at home in two-arm handstand. You don't have to think about the handstand. And then you can think about the other details that come into the picture when you go for one arm. Mm. So more about control than time. Yeah, there's so much to do in two-arm handstand mm-hmm. before you approach the one-arm handstand. Do you so many have things a, to do. a specific approach? The way you teach one-arm handstands? No, I think I mean I think it's a ba- it's basic. You know, there's uh, there are certain things. It's the first thing is being able to um, to control the handstand, which means you need to be able to comfortably mount to handstand, tuck handstand, straddle to handstand, pike to handstand, kick up to handstand. They're all balance skills, but if you master them your level of control of the handstand is just going to be, be a very good preparation for, for the handstand. And then you have all the transition. You have straddle handstand, you have the full handstand, and you have the tuck handstand and different variations from that, which you have to have... Uh, you should be able to comfortably transition between these skills. And that's going to give you more an, uh, more skill that will serve you when you work on the one-arm handstand. And then added to that, you have some, um, you know, of course, the pressing to handstand and uh, some basic strength, like the handstand push-ups and, and planches, and that can help. Mm-hmm. But but the main the main thing is to, the first first thing first is, is learn the handstand correctly. And once you have that? And then continue developing all, all of the stuff I, I mentioned about. You know, good straddle handstand, good tuck handstand, and then the presses. And um, 
but, but 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 the 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 main the main issue is the handstand. You learn handstand first, mm-hmm. and then you add the other stuff. Yeah, we actually talked about uh, earlier that a gymnast, for example, learns mm-hmm. a one-arm handstand super fast, and yeah. it was like that with you. Yeah, and I've I mean, also it, seen other yeah. gymnasts who learn it in a matter of months. Whereas yeah. people who just don't have the solid two-arm handstand take three years. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> completely. You need to catch up. Mm-hmm. But they, you know, so um, when when I approached hand balancing, I already had my ten thousand hours on my hands. Yeah. I was, uh, you know, I had sixteen uh, years of gymnastics, uh, of handstand. So, so I didn't have to, you know, I had all the physical preparation, the flexibility, the strength, and the control of the handstand. And then what was left is just to uh, figure things out by, yeah. you know, trial and error. I looked at some videos, some hand balancers. I shift the weight. Oh, it's pulling me. I'll, I'll counterbalance, and I figured out it wasn't great one arm handstand, but I was able to reach a, a, you know, decent level of control on both sides. Did you use the wall too in that process? Very, very little. Okay, so you just basically tried to shift the weight. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah but I had a solid. Handstand. Yeah. So so I didn't have to have develop anything, you know, strength or capacity or endurance. It was all there. Mm-hmm. And uh, from there, it took you very little. Yeah, it took it took me about I don't know I, I don't remember, but probably about two weeks to yeah. f- figure out how to hold the one arm handstand. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but I believe that today, like any any high level gymnast. Um, can learn much faster with with good cues mm-hmm. by an experienced uh, handsome practitioner. Mm-hmm. So the process is going to be even faster, and the ability to develop is going to be um, faster than what I have. You know, I've been developing my handsome for fifteen years now, yeah. and I'm still learning and I'm still improving. But but I mostly uh, accept these you know few times with Claude and uh, some other. Uh, hands and teachers. Majority of the time, I was on my own, practicing alone. Just me and the handstand. Yeah. Is it uh, more than a physical practice for you? Does it also? Happen? I don't approach it as a physical practice. I mean, I approach mm-hmm. it as, as what it is. It's a handsome practice. It's not as you know. No rocket science. No, but <laughs> not, not, not even that. It's not strength work, or it's not yeah. you know, it's not sports. It's not a, sports. It's not a yeah. physical workout. It's just a, it's the handsome practice. Mm-hmm. This is how I approach it, which which happens to be physical, and of course you need to develop some you know level of flexibility, mobility, and strength in order to develop and to go further. But but uh, the majority of the practice is handstand related. Work just the sets of handstand, yeah. whether two arm or one arm, with focus on technique and effortlessness and uh, and accuracy. I find it so admirable mm. that you decided to go to circus in your early thirties. That is super great. What made you uh, quit it again, or when did you stop? No, I mean I had a pretty long run, and I was there. I, I finished when I was uh, when I was forty. Mm-hmm. So it was like a, it was time. Also, my wife was performer at the, in the same show. Uh, we, uh, you know, we had our 
two babies and it, it, we felt it was time mm-hmm. you know to settle down yeah to say no it was also physically very demanding um, eight years of 10 shows a week mm-hmm. I had also two big um, injuries during <clears throat> during the show that are not necessarily related to Hansen but I you know had a big uh, a toe had a back a back injury and a shoulder injury um, <clears throat> And uh, I was able to go back to, you know, to my pre-injury condition. But but at, at some point, we both felt that uh, it was time to move on and to, you know, continue on with, uh, with another another path. Do you uh, train with your daughters a lot? Uh, not a lot. It's, it's a very different. We choose kind of to separate. Mm. So they see me uh, doing my thing and... Um, you know, I help them with dancing, but I don't coach them. Okay. So they, Is there a pr- uh, particular reason why you don't coach them? I, I think I think it's uh, it's not so healthy for a, a parent to to be their children's coach. The separation between the what happened in the gym and what happened at home. Mm-hmm. And often I've I've seen some people who have had this experience, and it's complicated. And that you know there are some there are some exceptions. I love a gymnast who were coached by their parents, but uh, uh, I think it's it's important to separate. Yeah. But they both, you know, they do handstands and yeah, yeah. I imagine. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's inspiring for them, and they just imitate you probably. Or yeah, I mean, they join they join some of my yeah. workshops in Thailand every year, and, they do. and uh, yeah, of course they want right. to show off to all the people there. Yeah. <laughs> They do the wall exercise and so nice. show off how more flexible they are from their daddy. So. <laughs> Speaking of uh, workshops, do you did you decide you wanted to teach then? Um, how did that evolve for you? It kind of happened. Mm-hmm. You know what, what? I mean, I didn't when I was in Vegas. Uh, I didn't have the time. I was performing all, all you know all during during the week, and I didn't have time to travel or. Um, but I did have one opportunity to teach a workshop, uh, Steve Atlas, you know, Steve Atlas. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a very popular yeah, yeah. So, so he yeah. approached me, uh, and, uh, invited me to teach a workshop in his, uh, studio in Spokane. And, uh, so it was the first time I ever taught a workshop, mm-hmm. a handstand workshop with focus on handstand. Um, which was interesting experience because I kind of went there and just did my thing and and then um, but but it made me realize that uh, you know I, I have another side of me that uh, that can teach mm. never planned mm-hmm. to be to be te- to be a teacher um, and then um, you know when when we moved to Europe I still didn't have like anything waiting for me in Europe but it's kind of like uh, Uh, it kind of happened by itself. Mm-hmm. I started working, and then did know, people approach you actively? Yeah, a few people who are, who have been in touch with online, uh, you know, contact me and say, "Hey, do you want to do a workshop?" And I, you know, oh, one nice. in London, mm-hmm. one in uh, Greece, and then and then it just kind of happened. And now this is what you do for yeah. a living. And yeah, this is so um, you travel a lot, right? Yeah, I. I Usually, I give a workshop a workshop every two weeks, mm-hmm. mostly in Europe. Yeah. I teach beginners and and then 
as well as intermediate level. This is I divide <clears throat> usually. Do you mainly have the same students coming back? Or? Sometimes, you know, it depends. Some some places I, I, I come every year, so especially in the more advanced level, there are a lot of repeats. Mm -hmm. And then and then the beginners, there are people, you know, who are interested in, in uh, starting a handstand. Uh, not necessarily a career, but just how to how to start uh, approaching it mm -hmm. and integrating into their own practice, whether it's yoga or, or other movement or whatever you call it. Yeah. Um, and so, so what I try to do is give people the tools to develop their own practice. Mm -hmm. And is it difficult for you to um, cater to? different people during the workshops because everybody has their own reasons and different goals. I mean, I'm also learning as, as I go, you know, mm -hmm. because uh, I never learned how to teach handstand, um, except from, you know, the experience I had with Claude or mm -hmm. so, um, the more um, I mostly learn when I teach with beginners, mm. how to, how to, um, um, bring them from not a no handstand situation to to start feeling the the balance and and giving them the good um, good technique and, and approach towards developing their practice and then and then the rest of the work is usually on their own mm. yeah. has it ever been um hmm. how to say this has this ever been an issue for you to be able to relate to for example a beginner who is scared of kicking up or mm -hmm. is experiencing something you might not have experienced of course yeah i mean especially since i i did not come from that place mm -hmm. you know i was a gym so it was so i had to the more <clears throat> the more people i teach the more tools i have to deal with different scenarios mm -hmm. different situations fear of falling or or how to how to deal with that and, and progressively get into it and and, and you know, some of the progressions I teach, I just uh, kind of like, okay, this works, this doesn't work. And, and, and it developed through, mm -hmm. through the last five years of me sharing it to, you know, hundreds of people. So, uh, you know, I had some basic drills that, you know, from that I took, carried from gymnastics, from what I learned as a kid. And, and I took these drills and, and with time developed and put in my own Yeah. you know, flavor into it and yeah. how to express it. Because the technique is the same technique. Yeah. Good hand bouncer knows good knows, knows the handstand. And then it's, it's the how to communicate it and mm -hmm. uh, to be sensitive enough to um, be flexible with it and not go one way mm -hmm. to, that fits all. You know, it's, it has, you have to approach it differently for different people. Yeah. Okay. Which pretty much answers my next question I was going to ask you. Uh, I was going to ask you if uh, you ever considered writing a book or somehow manifesting your um, knowledge. Maybe in the, in the long run, yes. But at the moment I'm focusing on, on developing my, I'm still developing, developing my own practice hmm. um, in addition to, to teaching. So, you know, like if, if I... If I wrote a book five years ago, it would have been a completely different book than what I would today. Yeah. How I would teach, how to approach it. How Is there the, ever going to be an end point? I hope not. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I, I think it's part of what um, what I enjoy about hand balancing is the fact that I've, I've never stopped learning and improving my, my own skill and uh, not knowing what's going to happen makes it uh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. For me, that's uh, super motivating and super inspirational since I'm not the youngest myself and I just started. So I'm looking up to that. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, uh, and, and, and I think um, since I, I left the show five years ago, um, mm -hmm. I, I've seen, even though I'm aging, I, I've seen only improvement in my own skill. Um, mostly because I think I'm, I'm more, my focus is on hand balancing. I'm training on a kind of a regular, practicing on a regular basis, on a daily mm -hmm. basis. And, and I'm able to, uh, to focus on handstand related work as opposed to my other, uh, um, other things I had to do when I was performing. Yeah. Yeah. So you have free headspace and time. Yeah, yeah. I'm to gonna, pursue it. Yes. That's for good. sure. And and of course, I'm learning a lot by teaching. Yeah. Uh, just any. I think uh, mo most teachers that I met, or you know, usually, um, just express in being able to articulate what you do in your own practice is a big uh, has a big influence on your own practice as well. Yeah. Being able yeah. to to share it, the knowledge to other people, and, and it's kind of like reviewing it over and over. Yeah, again. and and figuring things out as mm -hmm. you go. Like, oh, this works. This doesn't work. This, you know, uh, maybe I can improve my own practice because you know I'm talking, telling people to point their feet, and they're yeah. like, look at my video, and I'm not pointing my feet. So, <laughs> uh, so it, uh, yeah, definitely has an effect. Besides feet pointing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to your workshop tomorrow and the day after tomorrow. My pleasure. Especially for me because, um, you know, I visited yours one year ago mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so much has happened in between. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm really curious about that. And I'm really grateful for you coming on the show and talking to me or to us. <laughs> and... Yeah, I'll put any relevant links down below because um, you can actually get equipment like blocks or also donuts for head balancing from you all. So I will list it down below. And just remember that the world is your playground, so just go ahead and do whatever you love. And I'll see you next Monday on the Sunday Magic. Thank you for watching. Thank you. <laughs>